Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Lee Hardman, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Lee. Hi, Timmy. Thank you for joining this podcast. Now, um, in the run-up to Christmas, we've seen the FX market shoot up. What would you say is responsible for this? Yeah, it's certainly been an interesting final week before the um, Christmas holidays begin next week. Um, as we've seen, the dollar has continued to weaken this week, hitting um, fresh lows uh, against most major currencies. Uh, as it's kind of extended the um, the sell-off that's been on, in place really since the Fed's last policy meeting where Fed Chair Powell um, surprised market participants by very clearly opening the door to the potential for a, an earlier rate cut from the Fed uh, at the start of, of next year. Although we have certainly seen some pushback against that from other Fed members um, over the past week where they've tried to downplay the possibility of them cutting rates as soon as at the March meeting. But if we look at the US rate market, by and large, it has kind of looked through those comments from from Fed members and is still sticking to its guns in anticipating the um, the first cut being delivered by, by the March meeting of, of next year. And I think what's important in terms of um, giving the market confidence over earlier rate cuts from the, from the Fed and, and deeper cuts next year is the fact that the data in the U.S. is is moving in the right direction. Um, we saw today further evidence that inflation pressure is continuing to, uh, to slow. Um, the core PCE deflator uh, for the month of November uh, increased by only 0.1% month on month, and that was the second consecutive month that we've seen a, a similar small 0.1% increase uh, on, on the month. So that is clearly highlighting that we have seen a, a very sharp uh, slowdown in underlying inflation pressures uh, in the Fed's favorite uh, inflation uh, gorge. Um, so if we look over the last six months, uh, the annualized rate of growth in the core PC deflator is now running at just below the Fed's 2% target at, at 1.9%. So yeah, I think this is, is all good news for the Fed. It gives should give them more confidence that inflation is is heading back towards their their two percent target as, as as they would like. And um, if that continues uh, early next year, then I think the, the the Fed will will feel that they don't need to keep rates at such restrictive levels uh, above five percent, and they can start to cut rates back towards more neutral levels, which the Fed themselves uh, are indicating that they think that's somewhere closer towards 3%. Um, so the room is certainly there for them to, to start uh, cutting rates uh, quickly, which which the market is is anticipating. And that's one of the reasons why we do have a, a bearish outlook um, for the dollar uh, for next year. Uh, although still cautioning that in the very near term, maybe at the start of next year, there is potential for some relief for the dollar if we do see similar kind of bigger dovish policy shifts from other major central banks here in, in Europe. Um, and then the possibility of that happening happening uh, has increased as well this week. So the other kind of main uh, data release this week was the um, 
inflation report from the UK for November. Um, that showed headline and core inflation in the UK um, falling more more sharply than than expected. And that report, we think, is important as it is helping to ease concerns amongst market participants that inflation in the UK could prove uh, more persistent than in, say, the US or, or, or the Eurozone next year. So the market was thinking that the Bank of England could potentially uh, delay uh, the start of their rate-cutting cycle next year uh, compared to, say, the Fed and, and the ECB. But with more evidence coming through that actually inflation in, in the UK is also starting to come down more more quickly as well, then there may not be much as much of a delay for the for the Bank of England cutting rates after after the Fed and ECB um, next year, so fits with our view that we, we think the Bank of England will will start cutting rates around uh, the end of, of Q two of, of next year, uh, and I think we did hear as well that even some of the more hawkish members on the MPC are now having to acknowledge that some of those concerns over over more persistent inflation risks are starting to to to, to fade. Um, MPC member. Haskell, uh, who voted for a rate hike again at, at the last MPC meeting, acknowledged today that uh, he can't dismiss the slowdown that we saw in underlying services inflation in November. That dropped from 6.9% to uh, to 6.5%. So uh, all in all, it, it does point towards the Bank of England also moving in the direction of, of cutting rates sooner uh, next year. And that the need for, for lower rates in the UK to us is is quite compelling as well if inflation continues to slow. Um, if you look at the, the growth picture in the UK, it still remains very weak and um, even weaker than we had been anticipating. Uh, we had today downward revisions to growth in Q2 and Q3 of this year, which shows over that kind of six-month period that GDP actually contracted uh, marginally. So this is an economy which is at best stagnating and at risk of falling into uh, a, a marginal kind of technical recession heading into your end. So it's a very weak growth story. And um, that, that negative cyclical story combined with the Bank of England potentially cutting rates sooner next year to us uh, potentially leaves the, the pound as well vulnerable to, uh, to, to weakness at the start of next year. Thank you, Lee. The BOJ meeting was the last policy meeting this year by major central banks. What impact has the policy update had on the FX market? Yeah, no, I think, like you say, the BOJ meeting um, did trigger some volatility uh, in the FX market at the start of this week, um, with the BOJ uh, presenting uh, a very uh, cautious policy stance. Uh, they didn't give any strong indication that they could start to raise rates as soon as the next policy meeting in, in January of, of next year. So, there was some initial disappointment that the BOJ is still very much kind of signaling that that they're not yet ready to to to, to raise rates imminently. Um, so that initially triggered a, a bout of, of heavy uh, yen selling at the start of the week, which saw uh, dollar yen uh, rise up from around one forty two fifty up towards the uh, the one forty five level. But uh, since then, that 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 initial move higher has very quickly. Uh, reversed. Uh, we're now trading actually lower than we were uh, pre-Bank of Japan meeting earlier this week. Um, and to us, that price action, it, it makes sense. So I think if you think, why did dollar yen 
move higher initially. Like I say, it was because there was disappointment that the BOJ might not raise rates as soon as the January meeting. Um, but to us, it wasn't a, a huge surprise for markets. Like the consensus going into that meeting was more that the Bank of Japan was seen as most likely raising rates next year in, in April after they have the results of the um, the next uh, wage negotiations for, for the upcoming fiscal year. Uh, and it was our view, I think, anti kind of consensus that they could raise as, as early as, as January. So I think the possibility of a January hike now certainly looks less likely, although it can't be completely uh, ruled out. Uh, but the direction of travel, I think, is still the same, is that we do expect them to, to raise rates uh, in the first half of, of next year, whether they wait another couple of months longer than we had previously anticipated. I don't think it's a big deal in terms of the overall direction and, 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 and likely performance for, for the yen next year. Um, if we think about why has dollar yen fallen so sharply over the past month or so, down from 150 and closer to, to the 140 level, it's not so much about expectations that the BOJ is going to deliver a small rate hike and, and bring rates into positive territory. It's more driven by developments overseas so we've, we've obviously seen uh, rate markets over in the us here in europe have moved quite significantly uh, to see yields fall uh, over that period to uh, price in earlier and deeper rate cuts from uh, major central banks um, outside of japan next year and that has meant that the uh, yield spread story has started to to narrow between japan and the rest of the world and uh, that is a supportive factor, which is helping the um, the yen to rebound. So at the moment, with yields outside of Japan continuing to fall and to remaining at these these lower levels, uh, we think that fundamental story remains consistent with the yen uh, continuing to to trade on a, on a stronger footing heading into uh, early next year. And that's I think the key reason why why dollar yen is quickly falling back. Uh, to fresh Thank you for week. listening to this MUFG Global <clears throat> Markets podcast. Thank you. Rate, review, and subscribe. And, and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come Christmas. back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.